Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. So we've got a morning together. It's great to see everybody. Some of you back from your holidays. Fantastic. I'm about to go on my holiday in a week. Just want you to know that. Really looking forward to that. I <laughs> still have a holiday to come. And um, it's lovely to have all kinds of ages in the room this morning. Some younger folks, some older folks, some in-between folk. You can put yourself in which other, whichever category you like. But it's great to all be together. And I'm really excited for what God has for us this morning together. Um, so I hope you are too. That would be fab. Um, now, this is September. Who, uh, who may, who's gone back to school in the last week? Mm, yes. Okay, Faith. Who's about to go back to school this week? Coming. Yeah, a few more. Oh, okay, teachers and TAs also going back in. We can have our first slide, Ollie. Thank you. It's a time for starting over, isn't it? I always feel like this time of year, we, it's a time for starting again. We're starting over. Maybe a new class. Some of us uh, are going to a new school or are about to start school. They might not be right here in this room, but some of our church family are about to do that. And uh, so it always feels like it's, you know, the roads get busy at about 8.30 and 3 o'clock. Don't, you can't move in Harborough. You see children wearing their school uniforms. Anyone got a new pencil case for the start of a new term, maybe? Anyone got a nice school bag? Is it all packed? Is it all ready? Ready to kick off? That was the thing when I was at school. New school bag. So exciting. Anyway, so it's a time for starting over. And I just want to say something right at the start of this morning, that Jesus has a plan for you and a plan for me as we start over. Yeah, Jesus has a plan for you and a plan for me, and he has a purpose for our world. And I want us to hold on to that thought. We're going to come back to that later on. But I've got a story to tell you first, and it's the story of the little boat, a boat called Devoted. Now, um, there are loads of stories about boats in the Bible, aren't there? Who can think of a story in the Bible about a boat? Shout it out briefly. Grace. Jonah and the whale. Yeah, I had a boat. Yeah, anyone else? Story of a boat. Woody. Noah's Ark had two. Any other stories of a boat? When Jesus calmed the storm. When Jesus calmed the storm, yeah. Any other stories of a boat? Oh, sorry, when did the willows? Yeah, Wind of the Willows. It's a great boat in Wind of the Willows. I've I've reading that. I've got that book by my bed. It's a really good story. Yeah, so lots of stories about boats in the Bible. We're going to think about a story of a boat in the Bible this morning. And this is taking place in Galilee. This is when Jesus was with his disciples in Israel in Galilee. And there are lots of stories about boats when we read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John because Jesus spent a lot of time in Galilee, which was near the Sea of Galilee, which was a big lake. So it's not surprising. There are boats going here, there and everywhere. And this is a story about one of these little boats. Jesus' friends, a lot of them were fishermen. So again, not surprising. There's lots of stories about little boats. And this is a story about a boat on a day when Jesus had a plan for the little boat because he had a purpose for the world. We're going to read about it in Mark 3. So that's coming up on the screen now. If you've got a Bible, you might like to turn to it. It's Mark chapter 3. We're going to read what happened. 
It says, Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from the east of the Jordan River, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Then Jesus told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him so that the crowd wouldn't crush him. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. Wow. There were lots of people who had heard lots of things about Jesus. They had lots of things of the miracles he'd done. They heard lots of things about the healings he had done. They had heard that he had rescued people from all sorts of bad situations. They had heard that he helped people, even people that no one else would help. Lots of people had heard lots of amazing things about Jesus. And they all were crowding to come and see him. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to reach out and touch him. Crowds and crowds of people. If we have a look at the map, um, okay, I'm just thinking I could reach this with a paddle. Maybe, let's see, I can't even reach it for the paddle. But uh, for those of you with really good eyesight, way above the paddle in the middle is the Sea of Galilee. Can anyone see that? Oh, great, okay. That's the Sea of Galilee. That's where this story is happening. And the people were coming from all of these areas, even from right down here, even from right at the top, up there, and down there, and Jerusalem, down here, they were all coming to the Sea of Galilee. And if we imagine what that would look like in Market Harbour, let's have a look at the next slide. That'd be like having people here from Liverpool, from Nottingham, from Peterborough, people who'd walked out from London, maybe even from Bristol. And they didn't come on the train, they walked. Can you imagine walking all the way from London to Market Harbour? I can't, that is a long way, that would take days. And yet these people had heard and seen so many great things about Jesus that they flocked from all over these areas to see him, to hear him, to touch him. Let's have a look at the next side. In the next chapter in Mark, we read about another occasion when Jesus was there with a large crowd. It says, once again, Jesus began teaching by the lakeshore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables. And it says in Luke about this, that people pressed in to hear the word of God. So all these people wanted to see him, hear him, touch him, hear the word of God, all flocking on, all crowding round. It wasn't just the miracles and healings. It was how he spoke about God, his father. It was how he spoke about the kingdom of heaven and kingdom life. He had words of life and they knew it. Imagine what that was like. Smelly, sweaty, lots of elbows and knees. People forgot to bring their packed lunch. Crowds and crowds of people. No wonder Jesus didn't want to get crushed in the stampede, hey? So there was a solution Next slide, he got into a little boat. Now, if you were a teacher in Jesus' time and you had important things to say, you didn't usually get into a boat to teach people. You would go to the synagogue or the temple. 
you would sit down in your robes. You didn't get into a little boat, but Jesus got into the little boat. So he could be on the water, he could be near enough to the crowd so they could hear him, but not so close that they would knock him over and crush him and stop him from, him, stop him from doing what he needed to do. You can just have a look at the next slide. So what about our little boat? What about our little boat? Well, in Luke's version of this story, we read that this was Peter's boat. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, also called Simon, it was Peter's boat. And Peter was a fisherman. So this was a little fishing boat. This was a boat that should be out fishing. This was not a platform. This was not um, a big stage, a big lecture theatre. This was not an important temple. And this boat had never seen or done a miracle. No, this was a fishing boat. I imagine, I don't think boats think or speak, but I imagine if this boat did, it'd be thinking something like that. But I'm a fishing boat. I should be out fishing. But, next slide, Jesus had a plan for the little boat because he had a purpose for the world. And if we think about the purpose Jesus had on the next slide, well, we could say so much about this, but I just want to read a couple of verses from John's Gospel that tell us about what Jesus' purpose was. For it says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus said of himself in John 10.10, I have come that they, those people who look to me and follow me, that they may have life and have life in all its fullness. Jesus loves people. He loves the world. He loved the crowd on the seashore. He loves you and me. He loves your class. He loves your teacher. He loves your family. He loves your street. He loves the world. And he wants to rescue us from sin and from death so that we have eternal life to enjoy with him forever and ever with all the amazing things he's got planned for us. That's Jesus' purpose. And on this day, with the little boat, Jesus wanted to keep telling the crowd about the good things of God and what it's like to live a full life in God's kingdom. You know, the cross where Jesus would die to rescue all of us would come a bit later. But it wasn't yet time for Jesus to be crushed. So he had a plan for the little boat. Next slide. In Mark 3, we read that Jesus told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him. And that word ready, it actually means to be devoted. He asked the disciples to get a boat devoted to him. Now, you might think, and I would think too, well, that's an odd word to use of a boat. I might talk about this person being devoted to that one because they love them so much and it's all, you know, lovey-dovey. But why use that word of a boat? Well, in other places where that word is used in the Bible, it also means devoted. And some of us are going to think about that a bit more later. But if we think about what it meant for Jesus to have a boat ready for him, a boat devoted to him so that he could get on with his mission of teaching the crowd, it's going to help us see how we can be devoted to Jesus, like the little boat was devoted to Jesus. Now, I want you to keep hold of that thought really hard. Has it gone in? 
the little boat's going to teach us how to be devoted to Jesus. Yeah. You need to come, we need to remember that really tightly because we're going to come back to that. But in the meantime, it's action time. Dare to dinghy. Right, now this is where I need some volunteers because um, I, want, I want us to try this out. So I need a couple of people who think they know how to um, work a fishing boat to, uh, to come and sit in my fishing boat and show me how to do some rowing. Who's going to volunteer? Please don't make me sit in the boat and do my own rowing. I need at least two people. I've even got oars. Look at this. Come on, who wants to row? It's not trick. Great, Faith, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Who else is going to have a go? Excellent, thank you very much. Can you come and sit in the boat? You know how to do this, don't you? You've been rowing before? No, okay, well, that's a great start anyway. Okay, so what I want us to remember is, oh, um, I just need a chair for a moment. This one would do nicely. Because, okay, Jesus is sitting in the boat. Now, I'm not going to sit in the boat with you because that would be a bit weird and far too close. So I'm going to sit just beside the boat. But I want you to remember Jesus is in your boat. You're on the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is sometimes a bit stormy and rough. Sometimes it's calm. It's very fishy. All right, and the crowd are all there on the seashore wanting to hear what Jesus says. So I want you to think, you're in this little boat. How are you going to have to paddle the boat to keep Jesus near the people that he loves, that he's got a purpose for? I want you to start rowing, start paddling. Yeah, do you think you need to start paddling? Do you think you need to start paddling? Jesus wants to stay really close. Yeah, so you're going to need to paddle a little bit. Are you paddling a little bit just to keep close? to the people on the shore, to the purpose, to the mission that Jesus has got. That's really good. That's really good. Keep ready. Keep active. Do you know, Jesus can talk for a long time to the crowds. You're going to have to keep going. That's really good paddling. Really, really expert paddling. Really good. Keep going. You would have to listen to what Jesus was saying and what he was doing. Imagine if he wanted to go and speak to that crowd over there. You've got to turn the boat round. You've got to go over in that direction. Yeah, you would have to break one side. You'd have to do, yeah, you know what you're doing. That's really good. You know more than I do. You'd have to listen to Jesus, watch him and do what he said. Really good. Now I want you to imagine that it's got really stormy. The waves are bigger. The wind is blowing. Still Jesus is going on. He's got a mission. He's got a purpose. He's teaching the crowd. What do you think you might need to do now? What will your rowing look like? Oh, bigger rowing, yeah? Bigger strokes, arms up in the air. Excellent job. Bigger rowing, because it's hard and you've got to keep going. And this bit's difficult. And this bit's difficult, but you're keeping going. Really good. Now, now my, okay, now everything's really calm. Still. Now what do you think you do? It's really still. What happens on a sea in your dinghy if you stop paddling? You float in different direction. Really good. You drift away. We can't drift away because Jesus is on mission. He's got a purpose for the crowd he loves. We need to paddle, keep paddling a little bit. Mustn't stop paddling. Mustn't go to sleep. 
mustn't switch off and get distracted because Jesus has a mission. Really good, girls. I want to say thank you very much. Excellent paddling. You can go back to your seats. You can be, go back to seats. So you'll see from that, let's just move the boat out of the way. It sounded like waves then, didn't it? It was quite cool. You will see, and we saw, you had to keep paddling. Jesus' plan for the boat to be devoted to him meant that boat had to keep Jesus right where he wanted to be, right on purpose and on mission with the crowd. They had to keep going, keep paddling. Sometimes it was going to be difficult and stormy. Sometimes it was be calm, but they mustn't switch off. They would not be allowed to drift. They had to keep going. And you know, Jesus asks us to be devoted to him like that little boat. And let's think about that a bit more with the next slide. What does that mean? Well, to be devoted means to keep watching Jesus. To be devoted means to listen to what he says and then go where he's asked us to go and do what he's asked us to do. To be devoted means to always be ready, always be active. Remember, you never stop paddling. You might be paddling a little bit, you never stop. It means to stay close, stay close to Jesus, stay close to what he's doing with his purpose and his mission. It means to keep going, whatever the weather, whatever the storms. And don't drift. Don't switch off and let things go. Next slide. You see, Jesus has a plan for you and me because he has a purpose for the world. Keep coming back to that. You know, we began by talking about the new year starting over. School starting over. And uh, this, is a, this is an opportunity today to just stop for a moment. It's an opportunity to start over with Jesus, to start over being devoted to Jesus. Because he has a plan for your friends and he has a plan and purpose for your class and your teacher and it involves you. He has a plan for our streets yeah. and our communities. Yeah. He has a plan for our workplaces and our families, and it involves us. So, we're going to switch tack for a little bit. Some of us are going to carry on listening, and some of us are going to do some activity. So, we can take a wriggle for a moment, and then we're all going to come back together at the end. Phil, can you hand these out for me? If you are in hot rock, or youth, or you just like colouring, or doing a word search, or doodling, can I just have one, sorry? We've got these sheets. And uh, I've also got some pens and pencils and pots. So you can grab some pens and pencils if you haven't got any. And um, you'll see on these sheets that you've got some colouring to do about this story. Jesus has a plan for me because he has a purpose for the world. You know, one of the great ways that we're, we're starting afresh today and thinking about starting over, that we can do that, is to ask or to pray this question. Jesus... What can I do for you today? And then we need to listen. Because if we ask that question, he will answer it. And there's a little space for us to, uh, to write his, what he tells us. Write what he asks us to do. Now you might like to do that now. You might like to do that at home and think a bit more about it. If anyone likes word searches, there's a word search on the back. With all these phrases and words that we've been talking about, keep going, stay active, stay close on there. And then there's another verse at the bottom for us to look at. So, guys, you're really welcome. Have a look at your um, 
activity sheets. But some of us are going to keep listening. I hope we're in it. I hope we're ready to keep going. I hope we're paddling this morning. Have a wriggle if you need to. Because there's something um, you might be asking the question, and it's not a crazy question to ask. Okay, why are you telling this story of the little boat? It's not the most famous story involving a boat in the Bible, is it? Let's face it. But this story of the little boat, for me, it all started, actually, when I was reading Acts 2. Um, and a section of Acts 2 from verse 42 to 47. See, if we fast forward a year or two from the Sea of Galilee and Jesus teaching from, teaching from the boat, Jesus has died on the cross. He's been risen again. He's ascended to heaven. He's poured out his Holy Spirit on Peter and the rest of the disciples in the early church. And then we find that Jesus still has a plan for his people and a purpose for the world. And he's expanded it outwards. And these verses in Acts 2 describe how the early Christians lived out Jesus' plan as they pursued his purpose to reach a world that he loves. Let's look at this. I've not, uh, sorry, you can go back a slide, um, Ollie, thank you. So this is Acts 2, 42, 47. It's not the whole section. I'm not going to read the whole section. If you're part of this church and have been around for a while, you will know um, these verses really well and we can look at them um, later ourselves. But this, these um, words are from verse 42 and then from verse 46. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day, they devoted themselves to meeting together. Those are really important. That's re those are really important verses for us. This is the early church showing, leading the way, showing how, how to do it. And um, it may not come as a surprise for you to know that that word there, devoted, all the believers devoted themselves. That's the same word used of the little boat devoted to Jesus. And I think when I read that, it just showed another light for me on what it means to be devoted. You know, we can think of devoted as being all lovey-dovey. And, and sometimes we can think of some damaging things that can happen with devotion in the wrong places. But... But just think about that little boat on the edge of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus in the boat, Jesus' purpose for the crowd, and how that little boat had to keep going. You see that word devoted, when we look in, there are lots of tools to help us know what these words mean in the original language. And it means this, it means to consistently show strength which prevails in spite of difficulties, to endure to remain firm, staying in a fixed direction. I'm going to read that again. Think of the boat. Imagine it on the sea near the shore. That little boat, it needed to consistently show strength, which prevailed in spite of difficulties, to endure, to remain firm, to stay in a fixed direction. Next slide. So when we think about those verses, when we think about being devoted to the apostles' teaching, which is the word of God, essentially, the Bible and the teaching that comes from it from, from our leaders. When we think about being devoted to fellowship, that word that means 
sharing together in things. It means the community aspect of sharing together in all sorts of ways, multiple ways. Then we think of being devoted to breaking bread. And that also meant sharing meals. When we think about being devoted to prayer, devoted about to meeting together, think about the little boat. Because I think it's helpful for us just to stop and think maybe for a moment this morning. As a church, as a church family, are we staying close to what we read in the Word and what we're taught by um, our teachers? Are we keeping ourselves ready and active in the word? Always ready to read the word, always ready to bring the word, to share the word. Uh, Am I staying close to one another? It's really interesting. I, I just thought about this when I was reading Acts 2 again. Devotion is about being together. That the way that that church were devoted to these things was they were devoted together. It wasn't something that they only did by themselves. I'm not saying we don't read the word by ourselves and we don't pray. That's not, of course we do. But if we miss the being together, that's the key to devotion in Acts 2. They were consistently together. Am I going to keep going? Am I going to keep going with prayer, being at the prayer meeting? Am I going to keep going when we're breaking bread? Am I going to keep going at meeting up, at being together? Are we going to commit to that as a church? Would someone write of us? Living Rock Church in Market Harbour, they devoted themselves to the word, to, the, to prayer, to breaking bread, to sharing together. They were always together. I just think it's time of starting over. And I'm just thinking about that for a moment, just taking stock, maybe even as we're listening and thinking, letting the Holy Spirit prompt us with where he wants us to move to be closer, where he wants us to be ready and active, how he's going to help us to keep going and keep going. Right, okay. Final coming into land. But this is a listening together section. So children, you're colouring in your sheets, but I wonder if you can still listen to me for a moment because I know you really want to know what happened to the little boat, right? You really want to know what happened to this little fishing boat who should have been out fishing but was devoted to Jesus because Jesus had a purpose for the world. What I want to know, even if you don't want to know. In Luke's version of this story... We read another bit. It tells us that after Jesus had finished teaching from the boat, he said to Peter, Peter, I want you to put your boat out into the deeper water and let down your nets. Yay, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. And Peter said, Jesus, I've been out all night before this, before you came along. And we caught nothing, not a thing. Jesus said, I want you to let your nets down on the other side. And can anyone think what might have happened? Yes. And the net was full of fish. The net was full of fish. The net was full of fish. I heard Joseph's voice over there. I'm sure I did. Next slide. Yeah. The big catch. 
We always want to know where the big catch is, don't we? Devotion, being devoted, it brings a big catch, but not a drawback. It brings a fullness of fruitfulness of kingdom life. So there you go. That's what happened to the fishing boat on that occasion. And uh, I think that caught my eye because of these words at the end of that section in Acts 2, where it says, after it talks about the disciples being together, being devoted to these things, it says, the Lord added to their number every day those who were being saved. Their devotion led to a big catch of people which is what Jesus had promised Peter, for those of you who know the story. You know, Peter's, um, I love reading about Peter in the Gospels. I've just been reading Mark, which is kind of basically Peter's story. So exciting. I love hearing about all the scrapes he got himself into and the highs and and the lows. Um, And Peter, of course, was going to go on to lead the church. He was there speaking to crowds and crowds of people filled with the Holy Spirit. But there was a time in Peter's story when he massively let Jesus down he massively let Jesus down he ran away just at the point where Jesus needed him and he remained at a distance and he even denied knowing Jesus he was about as far away from being devoted to Jesus as it's possible to be as far away but After Jesus had risen from the dead, he came looking for Peter. We read about it in John 21. It's a wonderful story to read, wonderful account. I encourage you to look at that and read that. Just receive what the Holy Spirit gives you through that passage this week. Unsurprisingly, it starts with Peter and a little fishing boat out fishing on the Sea of Galilee. It starts with an empty boat because they've been out all night and hadn't caught a thing, until Jesus comes along, until he appears on the shore with a plan, with a purpose, with another big catch of fish and an invitation. Next slide. And this was his invitation to Peter and the disciples. Come, have breakfast with me. Wow, what a really simple open invitation. I love that. It really, when I, I think when I read it on the page, it was like it really leapt out from the page to me. This invitation, Peter, as far away from being devoted as it's possible to be, come and have breakfast. Come and have breakfast. Peter, it's time to start over. It's time to start over because I still have a plan for you. I have a purpose for the world I love. I want you to keep going. I want you to be devoted. I want you to stay close to me and my purpose for the world that I love. Peter, I want you to be ready and active for all I have for you. I want you to be devoted. I just think at this point in the year, it's a time for starting over. Whether it's time to start for the first time with Jesus for some of us. If we've never actually come to that point where we've asked Jesus to forgive us from our sin, which separates us from him, and asked him to come into our life, 
to know his love, to know his full life, then that's the time to, to do that today. He says, come, start over. Maybe for some of us, we've been following Jesus for years, but the Holy Spirit, as we've just thought about these things this morning, has just prompted us, saying, come on, be devoted. Come on, stay close. Come on, be ready and active. Come on, keep going, even though it's difficult. For I love you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for the world. And um, it's a great opportunity this morning to just say, yes, Lord, I'm starting over. Yes, Lord, I want to be close to you. I want to be ready and active, knowing that we have the help of the Holy Spirit for us for that. Let's just be quiet for a moment. Just let the Holy Spirit minister and speak in our hearts. Prompt us with what he wants us to hear this morning and what he wants us to do. Um, Benj is going to lead us in a time of worship and response, but let's just enjoy this stillness for a moment. Lord, I want to thank you that your invitation is for all of us to come and meet with you, to come and breakfast with you, to receive nourishment from you, and to know that recommissioning of you saying, come on, be devoted, be ready, be close. Jesus, I thank you that you love us and that you love Market Harbour, you love our communities, you love our world, and you have a plan for this town, and that plan involves us. Holy Spirit, would you just move among us now? Would you prompt us, speak to us, show us? We say, yes, Lord. We're going to keep going. We're going to stay close. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.